Okay, so uh, it's nine o'clock, so we're going to get started. I'm going to par start passing these around. There's not enough for everybody, but take one and share with somebody, and we'll start talking about it as you get it around. Okay, so as this uh, as this comes around, uh, how many how many of you all wear corrective lenses of some kind? Raise your hand. Oh my goodness, that's like ninety five percent of us. That's awesome. Oh wow, that's crazy. So. Uh, <clears throat> How many of you uh, can? How many of you can drive without your corrective lenses if, if, legally? Oh, legally. <laughs> legally. Yeah. Safely. Safely. Here we go. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> what you're looking at is how I see things without corrective lenses. I have 120 vision, and it I, I can't even see someone's eyes. From I, they don't they're just a blob. I, well, I have contacts in, and I can see fabulously, but but without those lenses, I can't see a thing. In second grade, I I didn't know I couldn't see, um, and I thought everybody saw like I saw. I mean, you know, but in second grade, the teacher told told my parents, "Hey, you should take him maybe and go to the eye doctor." So they did, and uh, my perspective changed because I've got these lovely black horn rim glasses but I can remember vividly coming out of that putting those on coming out and telling my mother it's like those trees have leaves I, I I knew that trees had leaves but I've never seen a tree it the whole thing with its leaves you know fluttering in the sun and the sun reflecting off of them it was just it was beautiful but I had never seen that and my spec my perspective was changed because of those glasses so, uh, and that's an example of, uh, by the way, this is not a rabbit on my chest. It's a recording device, just, just so you know. I, I don't wear this just for looks, okay? <clears throat> so, uh, how have things, how have your perspectives changed as you've grown up? So, be careful, this is being recorded, so be careful about this one right here. But, so, uh, when I realized that Santa Claus was a very special person, my perspective on the whole world changed. <laughs> and then uh, how about all of us guys when we realized that girls really didn't have cooties? <laughs> and how about summer camp? The first time you left home, you were away from your parents for like a week, what was that perspective like? I mean, think back and help me help, help think about that because life changed when you, when you experienced that, right? How about high school? How about when you got your driver's license? What, what perspectives changed when you got your driver's license? Or after college or, or in college? And here's one. If those, for those of us <clears throat> who are married, after your wedding, what perspectives changed after you got married? And those of us who are parents, how many of you said, my kid's never going to do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> your perspective changed, didn't it? Those of us who are parents, right? So why the change? Why do we see things differently, maybe at post-experience as opposed to before the experience? And how about scripture? How do you see scripture differently as you've grown through your life? Don't you see scripture differently? I mean, I do. Uh, your, in your understanding of scripture, in your, under, your understanding of God. <clears throat> uh, and I think the scripture that I'm about to read to you is from 1 Corinthians 2, and it talks about how the Spirit helps us to understand the things of God. 
And it fascinates me that the Spirit, if we, if we pay attention, the Spirit helps us understand more about God. We'll never fully understand God, but it helps us to understand a bit more. So let me read this to you. It's a bit long and it's kind of wordy, but hopefully you get what, what I'm trying to, to mention out of it. We speak wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are perishing. Instead, we speak the wisdom of God hidden in mystery that God determined before the ages of glory. None of the rulers of this age understood it. If they had known it, they would have not have crucified Jesus. But just as it was written, things that no eye has seen or heard or, or mind imagined are the things God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed those to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among us knows the things of man except the man's spirit within him? So too, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know things that are freely given to us by God. And we speak about these things, not with words taught by human wisdom, but with those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. Listen to that. Explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. The unbeliever does not receive the things of the Holy Spirit, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. No one who is, no one who is, spiritual, no one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself understood by no one. For who, has been, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to, to advise him? But we have the mind of Christ. Isn't it interesting how you can read a set of scriptures for years and years, and every time you, you kind of come back to it, you see something a bit different in it. <clears throat> the same is true of Jesus' parables. He taught parables at, at, to help change people's perceptions. I think that's why simple people, let's tell them a simple story so they'll understand what I'm trying to tell them. Some of my favorite parables are in Luke, Luke 15. You know, the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the prodigal son. We get different perspectives of all those stories, and uh, my, my favorite probably of those is the prodigal son. And there's four, four sets of characters in there, okay? Two of them are sort of the ones you might be, be okay with you know, being, and the other two, not so much. What I mean is the prodigal son, you know, he, he made some poor choices, but he changed, changed his ideas, his, his perspective, and came back. So I wouldn't mind being like him, and I've, I've been him over my life. Have you all? How about the friends of the prodigal son? We never talk about them much, but how many of you have been friends with someone because they could give you something? And then whatever they could give you ran out so you really didn't hang with them anymore. Well, I'm guilty of that. How about the brother? How many of you have been jealous because I'm, I'm a rule keeper, I've been keeping the rules, and this guy here, he did all that, and he's, get, he's getting more than I get. How many of you have been in that position? And the father, to love someone who's wronged you, but then to forgive them and welcome them back. You now, how many of you have been in that position? See, that story gives us the chance to have four different perspectives on life. But I think the Spirit helps us understand things like that. Uh, the key is that we have to let the Spirit work within us. I mean, you can read that story, and that, well, that's an interesting story. If you let the Spirit work within you, you can begin to understand things that are a little deeper than uh, what the story might offer uh, without that understanding. 
You know, the fruit of the Spirit uh, are things that the Spirit helps you to do, helps you to love better, to be more kind. But without that, this is what I am. I, without the fruit of the Spirit, I am unloving. I am not joyful. I'm not a peacemaker. I'm not kind. I'm not necessarily good. I'm not very faithful. I'm not terribly gentle. And I often lack self-control. But when I allow the Spirit to guide my thoughts, my perspectives are affected like the Scripture can affect you. And like the, script, the Scripture from Corinthians I just read, if, the, if you let the Spirit work, you'll understand things that you couldn't understand without the Spirit. Several years back, probably 15 years back or so, someone gave me a really thin book. It was a, a work of fiction, a really thin book, and it was entitled, let me, see, let me find here, The Heart Reader. And it's about this guy named Sam, who's, you know, he's just average Joe. He, he's a Christian, but he's not terribly effective, and he, I think he finds himself wondering, you know what, is this all there is to life? And, and it, this is really a dream Sam has, but Sam wakes up, and he begins to hear voices when he's near someone. And so called the heart reader. These people aren't saying anything out loud, but he's hearing their thoughts. The waitress in the restaurant, who's kind of snippy, and he's thinking, why is she snippy? Well, he's here, here's why, because, you know, the rent's due, and my husband just lost his job. He begins to hear what's going on in her life. He understands why she's a little snippy as he's waiting on him. And his pastor, he goes to see his pastor because um, he said, this is the weirdest thing happened. I'm hearing people talk. And his pastor you know, tries to counsel him. And eventually, after he experiences this, the pastor says, don't you think that maybe that's a gift that God's given, given to you, not an annoyance, but a gift for you to hear what's going on in people's lives, for you to understand what's deeper than what's on the surface? And so uh, he begins to utilize that gift to help people. He talks to them about what's going on in their life. And at first, of course, it's, as you can imagine, it's like, how does he know that? But he uses it well, and he, and he learns how to uh, use that gift to end helping folks. Um, <clears throat> and I want to reiterate that we've been, we've been given gifts to rescue those who don't know Christ. Because the Spirit can work within us if we'll just pay attention to what gifts we've been given. So that's a little, it's kind of a silly work of fiction, but it really, man, it just changed my perspective about seeing deeper into people's lives. And I want to read a story, or actually a set of scripture that uh, uh, kind of puts this into practice, I think, and that'll kind of tie this together. <clears throat> when the Son, man, Son of Man comes in glory, all the angels with him, and then he will sit on his glorious throne, all the nations will assemble. And he will separate people one from another like a shepherd separates the goats from the sheep. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we feed you? When were you thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in and naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer, I tell you the truth, just as you did it for one of the least of these of my brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me.
two things I want to say about that. I, I love this scripture because it's not, he's, he's making judgments based on how we treated people, not on how much we knew, not on how much scripture we knew. Now, we need to know enough to know what's going on, but it wasn't our st studying scripture that, that got us into heaven. It was what we did with it, what we did with it. It's the love we showed to one another. But I started this morning by, by demonstrating how poorly I could see in second grade. And then I read scriptures about how the Spirit can help you understand that things that those without the Spirit can't understand. And so what I want to encourage you to do is do something with that. I mean, the Spirit, those of us who are believers, we've got the Spirit on our side. Help us, we need to ask God to help us to see better, help us to act on the, what we see, and to do with, um, do with His gifts what he's called us to do and there you have it let's pray right quick god thank you so much for scripture thank you for the spirit that you put inside each one of us and i pray that as we walk through life we'll call on your spirit to help us see things better that you'll give us a better perspective on those around us and they'll help us use the gifts you've given to us to rescue those who don't know you yet uh, like sam in that story i i, I pray that we hear better, see better, <clears throat> feel better, the folks around us, so that we understand and we can be uh, your hands and feet to those uh, who don't know you yet. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day, and we pray that you help us to be more like Jesus every day. It's through Christ that I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good day. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.